Great morning. Great morning, everybody. Caleb, hi, cool. Caleb, how you doing, man? Dude, I it's I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. Got got some great news today on this project. So gonna gonna keep the ball rolling. But other than that, kids are great. Wife's great. Wife's good. Can't complain, bro. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Walu is in a good spot. Yeah, she she hasn't given us any beef, but I'm I'm sure I'm sure she's she's just stacking them. One day I ha- I need to I need to text Lindsay. Yeah, you you do. You need to ask her where's yeah, where's, I, where's all the negative feedback. <laughs> yo, what do I need to do to be great, uh, dude? You're what you don't yeah you don't want to say that you're gonna, you got a real you got a real one, Coop. What's all good? Uh, for those of you following along on Twitter, Coop, how's your yard doing, man? I put I'm I put the video up last week. It's we good. It's living. It, we're good. It's good. It's good, man. I got. The logs, the the sediment logs, and hold it in the dirt. It's good. I love it. <clears throat> Can you imagine? I was gonna literally not get a whole section. I was gonna be pissed. Like I wasn't gonna be here. Like literally, the podcast was gonna be done. Yo, I'm just trying to like. Are you planting your own grass? You might as well at this point. Well, we gotta. It, you gotta wait for like for the the house and the lawn to settle and the soil to like settle first. So we won't start doing it till the next spring. I feel it. I feel yeah, it. So, but yeah, that's enough about me, man. Enough about well, me. Well, th- th- see, that's the thing. We're talking about a heritage home built. And today's going to be a good episode. You ready to get into it? Let's go. All right. On today's show, uh, Cooper is going to introduce uh, a good friend and mentor of his. Cooper, go ahead. Hey, everybody. Uh, so today, uh, before I tell you who we have, I'll give a little bit of background. Um, in 2018, he was uh, the entrepreneur of the year uh, by the Chamber of Com- by the Chamber of Commerce in uh, Fargo Moorhead area. Um, he's the owner of um, Fargo-based home builder Heritage Homes, uh, real estate company Brookshire Hathaway home service premier properties um, as well as total home services dt holdings and rm2 developments ladies and gentlemen i'm honored to introduce tyrone leslie hey thank you very much for that pal much appreciated much appreciated no, Tyrone, I'm I'm I've been telling Caleb like the last like weeks, like we gotta get him on, we gotta get him on. <laughs> no, you're awesome. So, yeah. So after that intro, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna be able to fit out of my office now. Wedged out. <laughs> uh Tyrone, so um, you know, just uh tell our audience, you know, like who you are, what you do, and uh why you do what you do. Well, you know, uh I've been living, I, I moved to the States in 1997, uh, so I've been here for quite some time now. Uh, got into real estate, quite frankly, when I was very young. Um, finished high school, went to college, and I was one of those dudes that just didn't have the patience to sit down any longer than I did for going to high school and junior high and, of course, elementary. And uh, my dad said, hey, listen, you got a choice. Either uh, you finish college or you're going to get your butt to work. 
And I said, hey, I'm all for it. And, and being in the hospitality business, my dad has already always got us into business, got us into work. So I was, we were painting curbs, fixing air conditioners at our hotels, working busboy, front desk work, uh, coat checking, you name it. You know, he put us in it and made sure that we learned it and appreciated it and, uh, and made sure we understand the importance of doing every job and that no job is too big or too small for us. So we really learned at a young age that was crucial. But not finishing college, of course, was not going to be an option unless I was prepared to really work hard. So I got my real estate license and got right into it. I learned uh, how hard it is to actually be you know, on your own and start you know, making your own living because uh, you know, he didn't give me anything. He said, yeah, I'll, what I'll give you is, my, is my, what I've learned in, in my past. Uh, as far as the money, you're going to have to earn that and make it your own way. And so my dad and mom did, uh, I think, a really awesome job in that respect and never looked back. Started selling real estate, found in love with new construction as I was in it since I was like four years old. My dad would take us to the job sites all the time. Mm. So it was kind of in my blood. And that was it. Never looked back. And now here we are many, many years later with a, uh, uh, a new home company and a real estate company that I'm exceptionally passionate about. And I have a team of people that I can honestly tell you I'm most humbled to be a part with. That's a lot to unpack, Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got time. I, I, well, I love, I love, uh, we're going to ask you more questions about this, but I love that you talked about how your, your parents kind of put you to work young and taught you the value of hard work. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that story? Cause it sounds like, um, you guys moved here from somewhere else and you want to talk about maybe what your parents built prior to what you're doing now? <clears throat> sure. Uh, well, we, we were born and raised in Winnipeg. My dad was at least, and us, all of us kids were, my mom was born and raised in Virginia. So that's, uh, that's our tie to this incredible country that we are very, very proud to be a part of. And uh, that's how that kind of started. And um, ever since, again, we were we were kids, it was about uh, doing things very entrepreneurial, whether it's you know, going out and working uh, at you know neighbors' houses to do their um, their yards, cutting their grass, doing snow blowing their, their driveways or whatever, anything that we could do to make a buck to be you know to understand and appreciate you know the work that's required. And um, you know, it literally started. I think seven, seven or eight years old, starting that part of it, mm. and then you know, in at Christmas time, we'd work at the our my mom and dad's hotel, and uh, I'd be coat check. So it was a really awesome job. I got to meet a ton of people at weddings, and uh, we got to hang their coats, and we'd charge, and that's how I got my money to pay for Christmas gifts. Mm. So you know, it's those type of things that again, that just really make you understand the importance. Uh, of you know work ethic and uh, and certainly appreciating things you got. <clears throat> totally. Now, so we're we're in hotel business. We're in um, we built condos. My oh, I shouldn't say we, but my mom and dad did. Mm. And uh, so that's what I my first real estate job was actually to sell their condos out there. So that's that's how that started. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Was there so Tyrone when you came to the states and uh, you started your uh, your company. Um, was there anything 
along the way early on <clears throat> that was kind of like an epiphany for you like okay this this is what I'm supposed to do I, I made the right the right choice you know uh like I said earlier uh you got to be passionate about what you do and it, it really was when about four months into college and realizing that I I love real estate I love the whole development aspect of it I love any any anything that has to do with real estate when I got into uh, doing open houses and my selling my first house. It took me three months, three days to sell my first condo. I thought, oh, I'm doing a terrible job. How can it possibly take me three, <laughs> three months to sell a house, for God's sake? So uh, my dad said, you know, it was the best thing that ever could happen to me because it made me appreciate the, the industry. That if I sold it right away, he would have thought, you know, you'd have taken it for granted and you'd think every sale was like that. So by taking a longer period of time, made me really appreciate the art of the sale. And uh, I ended up selling one two days later. So two houses in two <laughs> wow. days. It was euphoria. So in that case, you know, I realized when I saw the excitement of those customers' faces that we just sold them something that they're going to be able to enjoy, you know, for the rest of their lives. It it was it really sparked me to say, you know what, nah, this is it, man. This is that feeling, you know. It's it's that uh, that ability that um, it's a, the ability to be able to be involved with a client to help them fulfill a need that they want on something that's so high emotions, you know. So it's it, the emotions in buying a real estate, as you know, it's it's cool. Like it's you got you got your ups and you got your downs, but if you do it right. Your customer's always on the up, and that's what we want. And that's something that I said, that's it. This is the business. This is the industry that I will be in for the rest of my life. And thank God um, I'm still in it, you know, 34 years later. So, so that was it. So did you get your license? Were you 18, 19 years old? I was 18. I, I, I started I started hosting, if you will, uh, the real estate uh, open houses at 17 and a half years old. Mm. And uh, then I got my license at uh, 18. Well, to be honest with you, I, I failed it three times because <laughs> you know, at 18, what the hell do you know about? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but I, I I did I ended up obviously passing it, and uh, oh man, it was just it was awesome, just just purely amazing. Talk about your first couple of years and what you learned about you know sales and building relationships and just you know real estate in general. I think what I realized is that again, and that's, it comes back to the upbringing is that you got to be passionate about what you do. If you love what you do, then waking up in the morning, it's not like, Oh crap, I got to go to work. It's like, okay, let's go. Let's do something different. Mm -hmm. And the, the beauty about real estate, it's always different because I get bored quick, man. Mm. There's just no doubt about it. Like, you know, I have that, uh, that issue of not being able to pay attention longer than about three or four minutes. Well, the reality is with, with this business, it, it, it enables me to, to keep the fire always going uh, and going strong. So, you know, when I got into real estate, uh, I learned a lot of the things. I, I, I chose to hang around with all kinds of different people in the business, some of which taught me things not to do and be, become a better person. And some that were so outstanding that I realized I could never do it like them, but I understood what their idealisms were and I could make it my own. So I, I, I wanted to learn from the good, the bad and the ugly. And, uh, you know, and I often say, you know, if you're passionate about what you do, you love what you do and you're, and you're compassionate and most importantly have empathy, 
you'll always take care of your clients and make sure they're taken care of and they have a great experience. Because at the end of the day, if you think about it as a paycheck, oh, this is going to be money. You know what? You'll only be in the business so long. If you think about it as you're actually helping a family, you know, whether it's a new couple getting together to create a family or a couple that's just had their family, now they're downsizing mm-hmm. or right-sizing, if you will. Uh, if you do it right, man, the money's not the issue. I, that's like four or five or six levels down the, the line. That's so true. Uh, it, it's, I, I promise you, it's, it's, the way, it's the way it should be because then now you're fulfilling life because the second that you, it's all about money, what a what a waste of a life. You know what I mean? You don't ever want that. Totally. You gotta be happy, man. Totally. Yeah. Matt, so, so that's that's my theory. I was gonna ask uh Tyrone, you don't seem like a guy that like has had any fear to deal with. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure there was fear in your in your journey. Can you like explain how you um got over that or how'd you overcome it? Well, let me assure you, I have had a lot of fear. <laughs> you got if you don't have fear, you're not prepared. You know, what I mean, you you gotta you gotta be smart. You gotta be, you gotta think things through. Um, you know, just like it's like getting into a you know going into a football game. You know, your 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 heart's pounding. You're you're nervous. You know, but that's because you want you you want to be prepared. If you're not going into a game not nervous, you're not prepared. You gotta be prepared. And in real estate or in any type of business or any type of ben- business fit venture, I'm very faith-based, right? So I'm going to make sure that everything I do is, is, is backed by faith. I'm not going to let fear get in the way of my future, all right? But that doesn't mean I'm going to be ignorant about it. I'm going to always make sure I look at the, you know, the, the different angles, the cause and effect of every decision that we make. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to let faith be my, uh, my decision maker. So uh, my... Uh, my arrows are always pointing on that side of the spectrum. So that's that's number one. That's the number one thing for me that leads me down the path. And if I'm doing things properly uh, and ethically and uh, compassionately uh, with passion, I know the end result will be there. And you tie that to whatever you do, you have a great team behind you because I'm very team-based. That's my focus. Any time in life that you think it's about any one person, I'm afraid you're wrong. It's about a team of people that are just that love what they do and are passionate about what they do. Like I said earlier, and uh, most importantly, it becomes a hobby, and then you, <clears throat> then you watch then you watch success follow it. it happens every time. You, you, there's a couple buzzwords you've been using tonight: passion, faith, team. Um, do you want to talk about you know seventeen, eighteen, nineteen year old Tyrone? And just talk a little bit about your journey and building those core values and principles. You know, you you were a real estate agent. You, you learned how to sell. Um, what was next? And then how did wh- where did those buzzwords come into play in your story? You know, uh, again, I think it's this parenting. You know, my mom. Uh, if you ever met her, she is the most compassionate, most caring individual uh, in my life. Like she is, she is my everything. I talk to her not once, but probably three, four, five times a day. And, uh, you know, that may sound corny, but it is what it is. She has taught me, to, she's grounded me on, on the fact of being true to who you are, um, being compassionate, uh, but also having confidence in your ability. And uh, so, you know, it, it's definitely started with our whole family ever since we were, well, ever since I can remember. So 
that is something that's always been taught to us. My dad's taught us the, the, the importance, taught us the importance of truly caring about what you do. And, uh, and that always pretend he goes, and I'm, I just thought about this, this list last weekend, he goes, always pretend like you're walking in a stadium and 50,000 people are watching you. And is if you think that way, before you think about doing something stupid, you don't remember there's 50,000 eyeballs looking at you. And, if it's as silly as that might sound, it it really did uh, set me on the right path to making sure, hey, you know what? God's always up there. He's always watching you. Don't think you're going to get anything past him. You never will. So just do the right thing. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect by absolutely no means. But the reality is, is if you have that in your back of your mind, you're always you're always doing the right thing because, you know, we're kids when we we're 16, 17, 18. You know, that wasn't necessarily my uh, my mantra. But uh, as I got older and started learning and making mistakes, and God knows I make mistakes, and you mm-hmm. have to, you have to make mistakes. How do you learn if you don't make a mistake, right? <clears throat> and uh, so that was the important thing is learning from them, celebrating them for God's sakes. And there's things that I've done when I was a kid that I can, I can bore you forever on those. But, you know, my dad never, ever, ever hit us, ever. But he did give us, he gave us the look. And that look was very clear <laughs> that it was the alternative to the hit. And sometimes you wish you had the hit instead of the look. That's but, true. <laughs> but he, he gave me that look that says, okay, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm not mad at you. I'm just upset with what you did. And that's something that he's always kind of said to us when we were kids. And uh, so it was never, ever personal, but it was always, okay, let's learn from what you did. What do you knew different? And as long as, again, we grew up that way. So I just don't know any different. And I tell you, it makes a big difference. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. So what's, what's the next part of the story then, right? You sold those two condos. What, what happened then? That was it. I was hooked, lined, and sinker. Uh, we ended up getting, it, getting out of that project. I got into selling existing product. I ended up hooking myself up with the second largest builder in Western Canada. And I probably learned, well, not probably, I learned so much from that aspect about it where the, my, uh, my, at the time, the, the general manager of the company goes, Tyrone, you are on our job sites more than my superintendents are. And I said, yeah, but I said, how am I supposed to understand this business or service my customer if I don't understand how to build this house from the scratch, mm. from the, from the foundation all the way up to the roof. I, I can't possibly be good at my art if I don't understand it. So I was, I asked the trades, every one of them, Hey, I knew them by name, of course. And also by doing that, it, it made sure that when I sold the house, that it was being built properly. Cause you know, things happen when you're, when you're building a mm-hmm. new home, things, mis- misinterpretations happen and so on and so forth. So by B being on the job site, it's a, ensuring that my client's getting what they truly wanted. And B, I continue to ask my, my, our contractors, Hey, why do you do this? Tell me why you do this. What is that? And it just kept growing from there. Mm. So it's a great experience. And the company is still doing incredibly <laughs> well uh, in Western Canada. And uh, I, I, I owe a lot of thanks to them because they really took the time to take me under their ring and, and take a chance on a 23-year-old at the time, 22 or 23-year-old selling their product. And, and ultimately ended up being the number one salesman in Manitoba in new home construction uh, for three out of the out of the last five years, I was in the business out there before I moved to Fargo. Mm. Wow! So didn't take so, too long. 
So, um, before I ask my uh, next question, Tyrone, please, please. Um, you know, I, I just want everyone to understand that uh, Heritage Homes uh, was who my wife and I went with uh, to build our home. And it really wasn't I, a question for Cooper. He well, knew. Hey, well, he knew. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, as we went through the, the process, you know, of picking things out and, you know, talking to the team. I mean, like, everybody was friendly, uh, nice, like, really helped us with the selection. Everything was really smooth. And, you know, and we're going to, to the different trades, that you know, different companies. And I'm like, okay, I know this, like, these guys don't meet every day, you know. And so, so from that point, I was like, okay, I got I to gotta meet Tyrone. I got to, like, at least introduce myself or figure out what he's what he's doing because I was, I was just – we, me and my wife were just impressed with how smooth and just how everyone was friendly. Um, so I was going to ask Tyrone, like, how do you, you know, your core values, you know, how do you translate that into picking the people you put around you to help grow your, your business? Okay. That's a very excellent question because that is um, no matter what my core thinking is, if your team isn't paralleled to that, it's, it's, it's going to be a very short flight. So the reality is, oh. is that you need to have a very good team. And in most cases, better than you, smarter than you. And the second that you can get that out of your, into your head, like, hey, don't be intimidated about hiring somebody smarter. Celebrate the crap out of it, right? Pardon for that last word. But the reality is <laughs> you, you want to make sure you got great people on it. So we devise a system that no matter what department someone's coming in at, if we're looking at hiring, it goes through a minimum of three people on the team, if not four. All right. And then we do multiple interviews after that. So the, the reason for that we do that for is, is actually twofold. We believe it's just as important for that new team member that joins our company to be as passionate about our team. If they only talk to one person, how are they really going to know? If they, they may like me as an interviewer, but they may not like the other three people they're going to interview with. So they may not choose to take the job. But the, the, the other side of it is the four people that are interviewing this person will be working directly with this person. So they need to have buy-in with that person. And if the team is good, if you, have you guys heard of the tribal effect? Yes. Yes. Yep. The, the tribal effect is, is, is really quite beautiful. You either have a good tribe or you don't have a good tribe. Tribe, when you're hiring somebody, okay, they're going to make sure that that, that person is going to do equally well for the company because they are, they are equally passionate about the company. So we make sure that this, the process of hiring is just that. And that the team has bought into that person as well as that person has bought into the team they're coming to work with. And we find invariably we have little to no turnover. We don't have a revolving door of people coming in and out like a, like a yo-yo. We, mm-hmm. uh, we have a team that stays here and they freely, truly believe that they're going to retire with Heritage Homes. And when you have that type of thing, now obviously people do move. Spouses end up moving. You end up losing a team member here and there. Or there's new aspirations. We have a team member that says, you know, I really want to go down this path. Well, God bless him. We're going to help him get there. If it's not with us, we're going to help him get there. And, you know, I think when you do those type of things, good things come back to you. So that's that's best answer. Hopefully that answers your question. 
but I think the interviewing process needs to be done properly and not quickly. You know, the old story, hire, hire uh, slow and fire quick. Right. right. You, you want to help that person. Fire. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Because you, you want to help that person. If you know they're <clears> not going to be successful with you, help them get to where they're ultimately going to be successful and enjoy their job to ultimately become a hobby. And when you do that, you know what? Things just happen. And it's good. When, so, when do you when do you think you made the jump, Cooper? Did I cut you off? Well, just just real quick, uh, Caleb. Please. Just so, just so everyone knows, um, in 20, 2019, uh, Tyrone Leslie was uh, received the top recruiter award uh, for the Home Builders Association of Fargo Moorhead. So I'm telling you guys, he he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's well, talking about. Cooper's got to bring up that resume, man. He's got to bring up that resume. Oh, you're awesome. I'll have to pay you my $5 after. I <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caleb. So, uh, Tyrone, th- I appreciate you sharing everything with us. I mean, you've just been an open book. Um, I, I love a lot with everything you're saying. I'm just nodding my head. Um, I have a similar childhood to where – I mean, my dad put me to work with a, a paper route when I was five years old, right? Nice. And I just, I just, it, that, that, he didn't know what he was doing, but that, that alone set me off on my journey, right? But I'm curious with your story is when were you able to turn the corner with your extreme worth ethic and, uh, and high moral ethic as well, obviously? Um, when were you able to turn the corner though and turn that work ethic into, you know, something bigger where you were working, you know, not only were you working hard, but you're also working smart. Like what, well, what was some I can of the, tell you the mindset exactly. changes there? Yeah. Okay. I can tell you exactly. And until this day, every time I think about it, it puts the hair in my arms up. All right. So this is what happened. So I'm, I'm in real estate and now I'm decently making some good money. And uh, of course I had a partner uh, at the time. We decided that we'd, we'd join and, and try to sell more houses and stuff. But we, we realized that we were spending way more than we should. We're out every night and enjoying life and doing the things that we needed to do, which we didn't need to do. We just thought we needed to do. And um, it, I realized when I bought my when a, a car that I bought, it was a Bonneville SSE. Mm. I thought it was the cat. It, it was just an awesome, <laughs> an awesome car. Okay, just a really awesome car. And then <clears throat> what happened was I thought, hey, how brilliant would it be to reduce my payment and go interest only? And the, the the gal's name, she's a bank manager at the Royal Bank in Winnipeg. Her name is Michelle Aikenhead. I'll never forget. That's amazing that you know her name. Because it's I've been scarred. She scarred me incredibly well. So I said, okay, this is awesome. Interest only. I, I can reduce my payment and I can spend more money on having fun. She called me in one day and said, okay, this is the way it's going to be. You start making payments on your car effective this month. Otherwise, we are going to confiscate your car, take your car away from you, and you're done with this bank. I went, oh, what? I'm thinking, <laughs> what's going on? I thought I was just, this is just this is a fun life. This is great. Uh, she said that, and if you want to know a pinnacle of time, uh, or at least a snapshot in time, where I said, okay, now it's time to be, be serious. I must have been right around 20 23, 24, somewhere in that, show. maybe even younger. I don't remember, but it was enough to say, okay, I'm done. At that moment, I realized that my business, my, my real estate partner was just not good. Probably the best uh, person for me. 
Uh, so I say, hey, dude, I wish you the best. God bless. I'll see you later. I'm going on this alone. I got to smarten up. I got things to do. I told Michelle, my bank manager, I said, I will commit to you this, this right now. Uh, in one year from now, the car not, will not just be paid off, but you'll actually have business with me. That's probably more along the lines of, that you want from me and not this nonsense that I've been doing. And it was not within a year. The car was paid off. Got mm. rid of my partner. Was so I so laser focused on the industry uh, that I realized, okay, now I got to be an adult, and it's time to not just make the money, but be smart with it. And uh, it was that moment. And within two years, I was made. Uh, I, I made number two in the city uh, for real estate sales and new home construction. The next year, I made number. Th- uh, number two, then I went back to number three. I missed it by a dishwasher sale, by the way. It was that <laughs> wow. To this day, I'll never forget it. It was like $588, some stupid amount. And then after that, I was number one. So it, it, I was very laser focused, but that was the moment in time that I realized, okay, now it's time to take things, take life to the next level and be and truly be an adult. And that's, I never looked back. That was the, that was the, moment in time that I needed with her telling me that I'm going to lose my car and not do business with them. Uh, that was, that was, that was like my little slap along the head with the two by four. And uh, it kept coming until I paid off that car and I did it. What'd you do with the car though? You know, I kept that thing. I kept it. Uh, then ultimately bought a different car after that because I felt I set a goal by the way, I set an absolute goal because one of the real estate agents that I really, um, uh, really thought a lot of and drove this particular car. And I said, that's it. When I'm able to do it, I'm buying that. And, and I did. So okay. one of my, when I first started in real estate, uh, gosh, five, five, six years ago, um, I was sitting down with my broker who had, you know, who he was a second generation realtor. Um, when he, and he just, just a man of wisdom, you know, he's in his seventies, phenomenal broker. If Neil Henney's listening to this, Neil, I love you, man. I hope you're just playing shuffleboard every day in Florida. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, but he'd always talk about his dad and, and real estate's so funny. Um, he'd always talk about how his dad had a new Cadillac every year. And one day he asked his dad and he's, you know, dad, you know, what, why, why are you always driving that new Cadillac? And he'd always say, so, so the clients know that business is good. Um, and I just, I just laugh because, and, and with real estate, especially real tours, um, gosh, it's gotta be such a large percentage of them where to so many of them, uh, their car matters. But I think it, a lot of times it gets them into trouble, you know, with, with the amount of miles that we drive and it, you get you you can you can start playing that game. You know you were playing mm-hmm. that interest only game, driving that, you know driving that. Uh, I forgot what model you said it was. Bonneville SSC. Yeah, that that bon- black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows. See, see, he knows. He knows what yeah. I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And, yeah. But I love how that motivated you, um, <clears throat> you know, in your words, to get your act together, and yeah. and you started taking things seriously. Did you? Uh, did you think about buying your clients that dishwasher upgrade? You know what? Had I known, I would have probably <laughs> bought two just to be on the safe side. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, no, it, I, I didn't know till probably three months after the year was ended because, of course, they had to calculate it. And you, have, you, you have their big convention. 
sure, uh, you sure. know, celebrating the top top release date guys. But you know what? Hey, for, they wanted fair and square, and God bless them. It just motivated me to get to the uh, the proper position, which in my case, I wanted I wanted number one. So uh, you know, it's hard work got got us there, and a great team of people, including the builder that I worked with. It was Fox Ridge Homes out of Winnipeg. They were just simply <clears> awesome. <throat> they supported me, and you know, made it work. Quick question, Coop. I'm sorry. Um, where'd you get your competitive drive from, Tyrone? I gotta think I got that from my dad. Like he's he's uh, he's definitely he's done things that is just amazing in this, and not just this community, but also in Winnipeg. Uh, he's he's a guy that just never says no. If someone says you can't do it, it just motivates him to say, okay, we'll just get it done. And uh, and he does. He just simply did. So you know, he definitely taught us to to, to never die. Keep going, you know, uh, have faith, you know, lead you down the path. But most importantly, believe in yourself and gave us the confidence to do it Mm. with the importance of a team behind you. So he, Mm. there's no question between my dad and mom, I've been very blessed and our family has been very blessed uh, to understand the differences. And uh, again, learning from the good, learning from the bad and making a schwack of mistakes. Mm. But learning from them, like you just said. You got to. Absolutely. Because how do you grow? How do you possibly grow if you think you're just going to follow the textbook and just try to make every perfect decision? You, a, you'll never make a decision, and B, you'll just never grow. So you got to go for it and never regret it, learn from it, and move on. Yep. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Tyrone, you <clears throat> you and your team were involved with the, uh, the Extreme uh, Home Makeover Edition, right? Yes, sir. Can you exp- like just talk about that experience? Yeah, I want to hear about you- that process. What, yeah, what that meant f- like for you and your team. Well, that's uh, see, that's awesome. See, well, I loved watching Extreme Home Makeover, and you know, and being a builder, you look at the, you watch the TV show, and you're saying to yourself, "There is no flipping way this is really <laughs> happening." It's TV. <laughs> it's TV. They're making it look all pretty and sexy, and and that you actually can build a house in, you know, seven days. So when they decided that they were going to do the 50-state tour, well, obviously in North Dakota, they're going to come. So I needed to figure out a way how to get a hold of the executive producer. Mm. And a buddy of mine out of Washington, D.C. had just built one the year prior, and he happened to be in what we call our Builder 20 group. So I, I, I belong to a group of 20 builders around the country. We get together uh, twice a year. And uh, he had told me that he just did one. Uh, this should have been about six, maybe six months prior. And I talked to him and I said, uh, dude, give me the scoop. They're coming to, they're coming to North Dakota. I want to I wanna at least put my hat into the deal. I want to make sure I can at least have a chance to get it. So he gave me the executive producer's name, number, email. I emailed her. I figured there's no way in God's creation I'm going to be able to get a call back or an email back within, what, a month or two or whatever. I'm going to have to keep driving and sending emails. There's no way I'm going to get a response. I got a response back in 20 minutes. Wow. And the, the gal, who who's the most phenomenal salesperson I've ever met in my life, called me back and <clears> said, hey, uh, we would, I'm not, probably didn't call me back. She emailed me back and said, hey, got your email. We are absolutely looking at uh, in, in Fargo, North Dakota. As a matter of fact, we already had your company's name up and we've been doing research. She goes, it's amazing that you actually called us. And I, then I mentioned Alan, a gentleman out of Washington, D.C. 
that he gave me the name. So she was obviously more comfortable with, you know, wondering what happened. And uh, before you know it, we had them down in Fargo within three weeks. The whole executive group came to Fargo, met with us, had a family in mind. We were all getting psyched out. But most importantly, before they came down, I had a conference call with the, uh, the, the executive director. The guy that actually created the show. And I thought, oh, God, this is going to be awesome. He's really going to tell me how this show works. And it's going to probably be two or three months. And then they condense it into seven days to make it look cute for TV. I'm going to get all this background stuff. So I'm really excited about getting <laughs> some, you know, getting to know uh, how true TV works. So I'm, I, we're on the conference call. I'm in my car because he actually I was talking to a landscaper on the job site. Then he called and I just bolted. I didn't even tell the poor guy that I was leaving because I saw it was L.A. I thought, oh, my God, this is this is the call. And I bolted, got into my car, listened to the guy talk. And he goes, OK, Ty, you know, this is how the show works. I'm thinking, here we go. I go. He goes, you know how we show the house is built in seven days. And I was, yeah, I do. Like, yeah, tell great what, joke. Tell me, yeah. What the, tell me what the scoop is. Here we go. And he goes, well, it's not really true. It's not really seven days. And I said, boom. He goes, we actually built it in four and a half days. <laughs> and I, I'm going, oh, my God. So I, I pulled my pants a little bit. And I said, okay, I didn't want to act too, too shocked. So I said, all right, uh, that's amazing. I said, can you explain to me how you do that? And he went into the explanation. He goes, you have essentially 100 hours, 104 hours to build this house, tear down the house and build a new one and have the home home ready for furniture to come in after four and a half uh, days. So uh, from that point on, I thought, holy Toledo's. Okay. So I psyched myself out enough at the time to say, okay, you know what? We're going to do this. They had a family in Fargo and we were ready to rock and roll. Then they called me probably several weeks later and said, okay, we got a problem. I said, what's that? He goes, unfortunately, the family in Fargo didn't pass the mustard test because they got to make sure whatever they do, it's, it's, right. it's all for the right reasons. And I, yeah. I totally right. respect that. And uh, I'll tell you stories later about some of the, in the very first two series, oh, you can't even imagine, in the first two seasons, they, they didn't have the necessary acid test to make sure that this was the right thing and it could blow your mind. But anyways, I heard uh, about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very, very scary. But anyways, more importantly, uh, the family they ended up choosing was in Minot, North Dakota. And they said, Ty, we are so sorry, but we're not going to be able to use you because you, that's six, six or seven hours away. And I paused. I went, Oh my God, this is really happening. Like here I'm psyched out. My family's excited. The company's excited. We've already talked to a handful of trades, and they're, like, stoked. And just to find out that now it's going to be in Minot. And I said, no, no, no. I said, forget it. We're doing it. We're going to do it in Minot. She goes, you can't do it. I said, yes, we can. Don't don't say we can. We can. We will. We'll make it happen. Don't worry about it. Oh, yep. amazing. And we ended up doing our first show. We, uh, we, we ended up having 4,000 volunteers be a part <clears> of that build. We built the house in 99 hours. Never in the show's history have have they ever had a builder travel that far to build an extreme makeover house, number one. Number two, they never had a builder not demolish the house, but actually take the house off the foundation, move it, and give it – we donated it to Habitat for Humanity. So we essentially actually helped two families 
in that show, which the show has never done in the history of the show. So that was really cool. Built the house. Awesome. We avoided baseball hailstorm within, I think, something like 30 or 40 miles from our house, from the from home being built. So that would have been a disaster. But uh, everything worked out great. Incredibly beautiful family. And then ultimately, we ended up doing one in New Orleans. They asked us to come out and be a, what they call a band of brothers of a bunch of builders to go out to New Orleans. And we built a house and a church out there in 2008, I think it was. And then in 2010, we finally got it back to Fargo-Moorhead area. And this incredible city rallied and we built a, a beautiful home for the Gramsci here in Moorhead. That was, and, and guys, there's only a few builders in the world can say they did one. We did three in this beautiful community. So mm. that t- tells you that the work ethic of this incredible uh, community that we live in, that LA wants us to do three, not just one, but three, not to mention I'm working with them now. I'm possibly doing another one, which I shouldn't have said that out loud. I was going to so say, never... is that spoiler? <laughs> is that a spoiler alert? <laughs> so let's, just forget, let's just forget the convo for now. Okay. Okay. All right. I got you. Got you. Got you. It's, it's totally. It's totally. I have no totally. idea. Cooper edit that out. Okay. All right. No, no, it's, Let's pr- let's protect Tyrone's accountability. No, that man, that that's that's an awesome story. I like you know earlier in, when we were talking to you, you talked about um, you know leading by faith and doing things by faith, not by fear. And like just hearing how you like you know got you know trying to figure out how to get in, in contact with these people because they were doing the tour, and like you're saying to yourself, I don't know if this is gonna work. But you're still doing it, though. You know, you're still going through and and still going through the <clears throat> the necessary steps. And it, like they had your information up, your company information up, and here you send an email. So I just that's that's crazy. That's crazy to me. Yeah, you know what? It, it is. It is awesome. That the, you know, just like you guys have all learned. You know, just keep stepping forward. Sorry about that. If you're doing things the right way, bottom line is uh, you're going to be taken care of. It just happens. It just it just works. Mm. Tyrone, um, love that part of your story. The story keeps getting yeah, better, better. Better, honestly. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. sharing. My pleasure. Um, what? Uh, thank you. Um, what? What's the next? You know, so you go from realtor to to developer to to builder to owning, you know, a a Berkshire Hathaway a Berkshire Hathaway franchise. You know, running that real estate play. Um, obviously you're you're motivated. You love what you do. You're passionate, right? That's your word. Um, what's the next five to ten year play? And then what are the relationships that you're currently you know continuing to try to make? You know, uh, we, we multiple different levels right now as heritage homes, we are very focused on where our next five year plan is and ultimately 10 year plan. And we're really focusing on active adult communities. We believe that's a huge market that we need to tap into. And we started it now with our new ranch, the ranch that we're building in the wilds in West Fargo, uh, that's going to cater to the active adult community. That doesn't mean retired. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it's, it's not any particular uh, level of age you're at, but people just want to be able to be in a community where they're not maintaining the grounds, but have social ability. So they have a clubhouse, a workout mm. center, a pool, pickleball courts, uh, uh, golf simulators, craft rooms. 
Mm. So we want to be, uh, we want to be that go-to builder that does that in different phases. Doesn't matter what mm. price point we want. Even if we, if we can get it from starting from 300 all the way up, we want to be that go-to. That's ultimately uh, one of the niches that we are going to, and we already are starting to really nail down. Uh, so that's a big area that we see heritage certainly going to, along with being that builder for first-time home buyers to uh, people that are that are looking at their third or fourth move up. We want to be absolutely uh, uh, that guy, that company that is basically the, what we call the builder for life. So once you build your home with us. You know you can come back to us for your next home, your next home, and ultimately your your last home, and that's what that's what we want. That that's that would be what I, my wish is. To to ultimately <clears throat> being able to build out of town, we've been asked to go to Bismarck, Sioux Falls, Grand Forks, and all these other areas, and so our goal is to ultimately do that as well, but doing it right. We will not do it half-assed. We want to make sure that whatever we do, our clients' best interests are are paramount. So that's that's our goal there. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway, you know, what can I say? We have, uh, I believe, one of the, the best agents in town working at that company because they truly understand the importance of what Berkshire uh, uh, lends itself to, which is integrity and honesty and uh, making sure that and quality. quality. Like, they, it, it's the, the technology that, that that company is putting behind the brand. It's not like some, comp- some of these companies, God bless them, they're like, you know, uh, like little boutique companies. They don't have the ability to provide the, the services or the technical uh, resources or just the resource center, for that matter, the, the technology that Berkshire is able to have. They're spending millions of dollars on being able to provide a service and a product for our customers. And uh, I mean, you have great agents taking advantage of that. Our end users are the ones that get the benefit of it when they're buying or selling their real estate. So it, it is great. There's it's, a, it's the most recognized name in the world is Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. And uh, there's a reason for that. And one of the fastest growing real estate companies, not just in the country, but in the world. We just opened up in Spain uh, about about a month ago. You know, so we're in, I think we're in Germany, we're in Italy. So we're, we're, we're taking the globe. And that's, and that's just what people want. They want that ability because today we're marketing to the world. There's, there's no such thing as just marketing to, you know, one small part of a town. If when you do it right, you're marketing to the world, and that's a pretty amazing platform. Man, I I was gonna ask Tyrone, uh, yes, you got you guys were on another TV show, right? Build, builder Builder of Excellence. Yes. So so walk walk us through that because I has when. I chatted with you. I think you said it was like a like for the for a region. You're selected yeah, it's, for it's, a region. Yes, it was the regions. Uh, it was it's selected for. The, we were selected for the region area, which is really, really kind of cool. Uh, it was a, it was a great show. We had such tremendous fun. We had a couple of awesome clientele, very studly like, uh, do uh, some really cool commentary and and testimonials for us, which we greatly appreciate. Who was uh, that? Oh, you, I can't even tell you. I, I, I'm just. I, I, <laughs> please stop, both of you. Both of you, please, please stop it. I've had enough. We we digress. We digress. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> just this major. But anyways, no. Uh, we uh, it was it was just awesome. Uh, but we had a lot of fun doing the doing the show, and uh, it actually I think it actually played. What was it like in March or April yeah, or something March, like that? I think it was all the weekends in March. 
right. um, and then maybe the first weekend in April, I think. I think you're right. Yeah, it was right yeah, around so, that area. It yeah, just turned out so good. You know, our, the biggest thing for us is, you know, when you do something, you, you want to make sure you celebrate the different services that you provide. And in new home construction, there's so many things that can go wrong. So, you know, you want to make sure you're honing in and you're paying attention. You're staying ahead of the curve and being proactive, never getting uh, to the point where you're just getting stale. You're, just, you're thinking, oh, it just works. Let's just do it the, like this way for the next 20 years. The second you get complacent in this business, you're dead. So you need to always be honing in on your business, continuing to make it better, uh, and ultimately making sure that you're providing a service that your customers are going to appreciate. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that we really wanted to keep continue to work hard on is letting homeowners know what we mean when we do this, do this business and why it's, we're su- it's such an honor to be able to build them a home and them entrusting us to do something like that. Cause you know what? It is an honor. Like, Every single day you wake up and you say, you know what? People are entrusting us with their, the most money they're ever going to spend, most likely at any given time, is their home. And they're saying, Heritage Homes, build us, build us a house. Like, that's not something you get bored about. You, you're, you're taking it very serious. Every excavation, when you're starting, it's like, oh, my God. Every closing, we're celebrating with our customers because it's an honor. It is. It's just amazing. How have you kept that fire, Tyrone? I mean, you've been, you've been in the business for a long time, and, and real estate's one of those classic industries where there's a lot of burnout. How do you, I mean, yeah, you, you kind of touched on it, but how do you keep that fire? Passion. You just got to keep, you have to love it, doing something different, always providing a different program. You're always building a better system than the year prior. And as long as you're doing that, how do you get bored? I just got a text actually from one of our agents who is just phenomenal, sent me a, a text saying how her, the, one of our clients that we're building a house for uh, just took pictures of her home because their kitchen just got done. And they're so ecstatic because they're actually being the landscaper out there and decided to walk in to kind of see what was going on. And they saw their whole kitchen was done. They were blown away and how excited they are. They can't wait to move in. Like, how does that not motivate you? To say, oh man, that is that's awesome. That's what you want, you know. When you get kids that are can't wait to move into their bedroom, and the or the parents are saying, oh my god, like we can finally sit down and actually have room to grow in this in, in this house, uh, and they love, you know, whatever it is that they're they're missing before, now they got like that's my gosh, it's it's just such, it's so awesome. Like I can talk about this business forever. It's just awesome. Wow. And the second I get bored which I can't imagine uh, there'll be something else on the horizon for sure. But this, you can't get bored in real estate because there's, there's never, you never build the same thing twice. You know, it's just, it's just perfect. That's a hundred percent. So I I got asked Tyrone and and we, and I I texted you when I saw this happen. So like, and Caleb, I think I told you this too, but like, okay, so we're like in the, when this whole COVID thing started, you know, COVID. What, what, what's yeah, what, what is that? <laughs> COVID. Is that with a K? <laughs> I think it's, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Any, but like, every, you know, it's, it just seemed like everyone was like kind of contracting, you know, we're like closing down and, and everyone's just like drawing back. And like a couple weeks into this thing, I see you come out with the new, <clears throat> the new development. I think I texted you like that, like that's a big move. And, and, uh, can you just talk through like through that you know like when all this craziness is is happening to still like drive forward 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, faith, fear. I, that's all I can keep. That's all I can tell you. It was it was the right thing to provide our our clientele this type of thing. Now I'll tell you, there's no question. At the very beginning of the onset, nobody's ever heard of it. We're all kind of like, holy crap, this is pretty serious stuff. But then as you know, life continues on, you start to educate yourself a little bit more. You start to realize things. And the, the biggest thing that I've learned from this whole COVID thing is, you know, is react properly. Use common sense. Fear mongering. The second you see people doing that, you already know something is suspicious. Mm. That, that's, the, that's not the way you deal with things is by creating such dramatic fear. And, uh, you know, especially when you don't have enough information to even draw that conclusion. So, you know, I have a, certainly a different whole feeling on this. I think it is a serious issue. And I think people with underlying issues should absolutely be careful and be safe. And people that, that are, have family members that are in that position, be safe and be smart. Use common sense. Um, but, you know, so I, I can talk for hours on that and I, and I won't bore you with that. But to start the ranch, I just felt, you know what, I believed in it. I think it was the right thing to do. Uh, I think people today want that kind of uh, project more today than ever uh, to have the clubhouse and having all these features and that social ability. People want social ability. They want to be able to communicate, talk and be a part of something. And here the COVID's coming in telling you, stay at home. Don't talk to nobody. Stay in your basement. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was a little, a little daunting, to be honest with you. But, you know, again, if you do things right and you're passionate about it, you know, lead with faith. It'll happen. Caleb, you got anything, man? I I have two. They're both kind of cliche. I mean, what is the what is the current Tyrone telling the younger Tyrone to do differently? Even though I mean, the process was the process, right? But what kind of wisdom would you give your younger self? You know, uh, I got two incredibly beautiful daughters uh, that I talk to all the time, and I don't want to be that lecturer. By no means, because, you know, you, as soon as your kid starts to get into that rolling of the eyes, dad, I know, I know that, you know, OK, maybe I'm, I should say come, come about it a different way. But it, it truly is do what you love, be passionate about what you do and make mistakes because it's as long as you're learning from them, you become the better person. Uh, you know, mm. don't don't stop until you until you realize this is my passion. The second it's about a paycheck, like we talked about early earlier, you got to stop the boat. We only live once, guys. How shameful would it be to be on your resting bed saying, you know what? I made a lot of money and that's it. That would be so disappointing to me. It's not about the money. It has to be about doing God gave you a life and gave you the ability to do whatever. And that's what's so beautiful about this beautiful country uh, is that we have the right and the opportunity to do whatever it is that we want to be successful and, and follow our dreams. So Danny, what I would tell my, my younger self or what I would tell my kids is to be honest with yourself, be truthful to what, what you're going to do, be passionate uh, in, in the respect of whatever, whatever job you want to do, whatever the case is, but do, do it with faith behind you and nothing will ever get in your way. So just be happy. That's all. The second you're going to work being unhappy, oh, my God, you live half your life. Like, don't waste it. What what you say about the paycheck? Since it's about the paycheck, I mean, that's powerful. powerful. Man, that's, it's so yep. true. It's, it's so <clears throat> true. Um, so, and, and my last question is, 
Tyrone, you live you live a busy life. You're successful. You got a lot going on. You got your family. What are you doing to continually um, continue to grow yourself? Uh, you know, as a, as a father, husband, businessman. You know, what are you doing for self development? You know, um, one of the things that I think is my kind of a moment in my life that not many people know is uh, I was in a airplane crash in 2018. Uh, November, oh, wow. mm. November, November the 30th. And um, we, if the same accident happened again, unfortunately, we would be, we would not be here, period. So that's how lucky we were to get out of this particular plane crash wow. in the way that we did. And uh, again, you thank God every day and you, there's a reason for everything. So I, I really, I really kind of got myself wrapped around that because, you know, obviously there's effects that come with that. And, um, I realized, okay, at the end of the day, work, no matter how much you love work, your kids are with you, your wife are with, is with you. But, you know, you got to make sure that you're taking time to enjoy family. Uh, then I realized, okay, I need to balance this a bit more. I may not have been balancing as much as I should have. And um, so if there's one thing that I've maybe learned from that particular incident uh, was that to make sure that I'm taking time to enjoy um, uh life and i'm at the lake when i'm at the lake that's that's like my energizer when you know being with my kids or whether we're surfing or just hanging out uh, just appreciating that time uh is just that much more special when you know i could have easily not been here uh and that would have been a very very um you know terrible time certainly if you know for the kids i trust they'd be a little upset they lost their dad but more importantly you know the fact that I made out of it, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm blessed that I'm able to uh, you know have a wife to 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 share my life with and have my two girls that uh, mean absolutely everything to me. So, uh, how'd you meet your wife, Tyrone? I'm I'm going off script. Well, what's really funny about that is um, we met. Uh, uh, so I'm I'm divorced. I was divorced about five six years ago. And I met my new wife uh, through Facebook, uh, which is hilarious because we both have a dreadful fear of spiders. So, oh man, don't even start. I don't talk to my yeah, wife. Like, stay away yeah, from her. Well, it's it's that bad, and it's, it actually goes on. It's actually beyond that. So she finally she she messaged me one time saying, "Oh my god, we both have the exact same issues with spiders." And I said, "Yeah," and I was very short because you know I didn't you know I just got divorced i wasn't really anxious about getting into too many conversations but uh it just didn't stop and all of a sudden before you knew it we're going out and the next thing you know we're uh we've been together for almost five years and we literally just got married three weeks ago two and a half weeks ago that's amazing so congratulations thank you you. and she is she has taught me a whole different world of life as far as you know because uh, I don't take anything seriously. I'm I'm a guy that I'm I'm not joking on a constant basis. Even when things get elevated in any type of conversation, I gotta throw in jokes because I don't ever want anybody to be uncomfortable. I want always a comfortable atmosphere. Uh, and life, unless someone's putting a gun to my head, there's nothing that important to freak out about. So you know, talk, don't yell, don't scream, just you know, talk, and a- everything usually gets figured out when people use common sense and. And they're willing to listen and willing to hear. So anyways, uh, I'm very blessed to be able to be with her. Uh, and she has a beautiful daughter that I am just, um, just totally in love with. She's just an incredibly brilliant girl. Um, going, working together to become a midwife. 
which is not no easy task. And uh, no, so no. I got three girls in my family. And uh, so it's, you know, it's pretty awesome. Oh, that is great. Absolutely. Uh, Tyrone, if there's one thing you can tell our followers, if there's one, one information you can tell them, what would it be? Be happy and laugh a lot. Be happy and flipping laugh and joke a lot. Because I think when you, the second you start taking life so darn seriously or getting so stressed out, it's that, you know, we are given such a blessing uh, by God to be on this earth and never mind being in this country. Don't, don't spend a minute being mad or, or upset or rehaving uh, the feelings of, you know, um, attacking and, and bad talking. Have fun. Take everything in, 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 in a proper light and just have fun. Because again, it, what a what a sweet present it is to be able to have a life and enjoy it, especially in this incredible country that we live in. That we got to start talking more about how lucky we are to be in this United States of America, man. I'm telling you, it's I'm blessed. Where else can you have stories like what we're talking about today and not be in this incredible country? It's just it's it's awesome. So in case you didn't know, like yeah, say what say what you say, but boy, I mean, there's there's not a place where it's easier <clears throat> to to build the life you no, want, no, right? I absolutely mean, not. It's founded on that on, on that principle, which is why millions of people want to come to this country. It's not because we have uh, ill thoughts of anybody. We welcome the world to come to this country. Just do it the right way, and then and right? then do it right and have fun and laugh. That's it. Enjoy it. Man, great advice, Love Tyrone. Man, man, I appreciate this uh, conversation. God tonight. bless, man. I'm here. I told, I, I told you we had to get him on the podcast, Caleb. Man, <laughs> well, Cooper, Cooper actually was trying to have you wait. No, he whoa, was, whoa, you know, whoa, that's whoa, what I heard. I heard that. Whoa, I totally up, heard that. <laughs> it was all you, Caleb. You were the one that called me and said it. Oh man, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Ty- Tyrone, where can our followers, uh, you know, link up with you or or get your contact information? You know, uh, T. Leslie at HeritageFargo.com. You know, uh, go to our website, check us out. Um, again, our, our, our job is to make sure that we're taking care of our homeowners and building them their dream homes uh, in a way that they enjoy the journey. And uh, just like you, Cooper, you know, you, you, you've been so uh, incredibly kind in your words about us. But that doesn't come because you're, you know, I'm paying you eight dollars and fifty-two cents. You are you're, you're tremendously sincere, and and I've definitely enjoyed my conversations with you. And you know, it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. It's it's a yeah, great more, thing to be alive. More more conversations to come for sure. So I love I'm, it. I'm pumped. Uh, but no, Tyrone, like seriously, really appreciate you taking out the time. I know you're busy, um, but you know, from the bottom of my heart, um, thanks. Really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely, Definitely. guys. Thank you so much for having me. And Definitely. I appreciate the time you vested in me today. I really, really do appreciate it. It means a lot. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, we'll I'll catch you later, all right? God bless, man. You guys all take right. it easy. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. Dude. Where are we, we going to start? T- Where are we even going to start? T-Lez. T-Lez. Um... I mean, great interview. My thoughts on Tyrone is that was kind of the, basically the tip of the iceberg, but it's probably all 
all we really had the uh, ability to absorb. Yeah, we might have to have him back. Oh yeah, we got bring him back. I mean, he's got. I'm sure he has so much more. Yeah, for sure. sure. You know. So what would you take away, man? I think he and I had similar upbringings, um, as far as the when we talk about you know the work ethic and uh, you know just constantly being involved. I mean, I mean, I'm 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 honestly kind of envious. I mean, it took me so long <laughs> to the point where I got my real estate license because. I relate so much to him in that, like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. It's obvious, right? And he had his license at 18, you know, and I was messing around, doing what I mean. Shout out to NDSU, but also, NDSU, why were you there? You know, you. Hey, everyone, everyone's <laughs> got kidding. their own path, bro. Oh, I'm man. kidding. I'm kidding, man. Yeah, I'm kidding, <laughs> but like, one of my big takeaways is, I mean, he, he realized he could make money while serving others. He could make good money while serving others at 18. And that just, that just exploded for him. I love the way he talks about the United States of America with as many problems as our country has. I'm such a big believer in that if you have a cell phone in your hand and you are a citizen in the United States, there's literally no excuse for you to be unhappy because of financial reasons. Uh, you couldn't be in an easier environment to be an entrepreneur or make money. Um, there's a lot of things I totally agree with his, uh, you know, his, um, I need to probably look up the episode on extreme home makeover with heritage homes. I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. cool. That's really cool. And, and, and Fargo, Fargo is a, com- you know, it's, we're talking about Fargo, North Dakota here, people. So like, chill out. No, you're you're you like know, a you're like a rock throw away. All right, so don't don't be disrespecting <laughs> us, dude. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he's a big builder in Fargo. You know, there's a couple names you'd bring up. Heritage is definitely one of them. I mean, it's it's clearly it's it's a multi million dollar industry. When he was talking about you know how he builds his teams, I mean. <sighs> He's just a good dude. I, I I loved having him on. Um, I all like I literally considered him a friend. Now, I don't know if he does, but I literally considered him a friend. I'm rambling, Cooper. Please, no, take it's over. all good, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm just listening right now. But man, I like the faith over fear. Like that's... he had so many things where he just kept saying them over and over. Like again. Fa- faith over fear. You can't. You can't. You can't do. You can't have both. You either got to have one or the other. And you know, like he was saying, you got You got to have. That's how he's able to do what he does. Is is leads by faith, not not by fear. Um, you know. So that I thought that was powerful. And then um, just his passion and his drive, man. Like when you love what you do, you will you will make it. You will make it happen. Um, you know, talking about the whole, the, you know, the extreme makeover, um, in Minot and that's a crazy, and he's like, Nope, we're, we're going to be the, we're going to be the guys. We're going to, we're going to do the, we're going to do the job. No, it's fine. Don't worry. We'll do it. We'll do the six hours. I'll probably put my crews up in hotels for the next, 
you know. But just, but just think, but just, man, I just think of how many people probably would just take them out and just be like, oh, yeah, we can't do the six hours. Like, dang, didn't work didn't, out. Didn't work out. But just imagine, so like, so they did that and they got two more shows off of that. Talked about how they helped in New Orleans and then they had the other one here um, in uh, Moorhead, I think. He said, and I'm I'm sure they were impressed with what he did the first time, you know, hundred percent. And yeah, so just like we were impressed, right? yeah. I mean, well, I've, I've been I've been impressed. I already told you, so it's all good. Yep. Anyways, that's all I got, man. <clears throat> man, Coop, great episode. You've been slacking lately, but this was a good one, man. man. Like. <laughs> All right, dude. Are you done? Hey, we need to talk. We need to talk about our Twitter beef earlier today. What Twitter beef? What do you mean? Uh so don't, don't, you're just don't, ran- don't do it, bro. You're just randomly a LeBron fan dude, now. I have that- been a LeBron fan. Yeah, yeah, but like, like this, was, this is what this this is what you need to understand about me is like, we're when it comes to the NBA, you're not fans of a player. You're fans of a team. Man, I don't care. Okay, I, wa- I was, and then I got I was heartbroken. Like I'm done, dude. I'm I'm done. I'm just a mercenary now. I'm just a merc. I just go with Dude, I don't I don't mess with NBA mercenaries. I'm... Why is our friendship always under threats? It is. It's always like under this threats, this dude. this podcast one day is just not gonna be up one week. Can you pick a team? Just, no, just pick I'm not, one I'm team. Not picking a team. You're probably a Laker fan. Oh now, yeah, right. I'm, hey, I'm gonna get so much heat after this episode. I, like Here's literally the deal, after man. Not... Here's the deal. as a Laker fan since nineteen ninety eight, you're not welcome. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like, coming. You're not I'm, a true I'm Laker coming fan. in anyways. I'm coming. You're not a true. I'm coming to the party. You haven't been through I'm, the. I'm coming to the party. Yeah. I'm coming to the... You guys are going to win a championship because of LeBron. You didn't get the VIP. Though. I don't need a VIP. We'll be up top. I don't need a VIP. <laughs> Dude, you, you like always take the podcast like in the most disrespectful Ways. Pick a team. I'm done, dude. Just pick a I'm team, done. though. That's are, all are, I need. Are you done? All... Are you done? Yeah. Great episode. Great episode. Uh, Caleb, I will not be... Relationship building not is about... not always what they say, <laughs> you know? But... Um, before, before... No, seriously. Before we... Before we, before we sign off... Forever. Um, for the last time, I hope you did read Average... Um, Average skill, phenomenal. Will we'll be going over that soon. Um, I got some good episodes coming up. We're gonna talk to some some more entrepreneurs. Um, definitely give us a like, comment, or subscribe as Coop wants, as we want. Um, and and Coop and I, are, we've been talking. Uh, we're getting ready. We're thinking about bringing this. Uh, we're thinking about bringing some more technology. We're thinking about going some doing some video. Well, let, you never know what you never know what's gonna well, happen. Let me let me know which coop you're talking to. I just I just want to know who his favorite NBA oh, team my. is. Okay, are we done? Maybe it's the Timberwolves. Are we done? That's kind of an upper Midwest thing. Uh, it, what, like, what, oh it, yeah, I'm a Timberwolves. It was the Timberwolves, bef- like uh, until they let KG go, and then I was done. I was done after that. Dude, I don't want. I don't want to talk about man it. that 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 franchise. Let's not talk about Minnesota sports. Period. I'm done. Don't 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 take it there. We won't talk about the Vikes because I'm a big Packer don't, fan. Oh my but, god! But this, okay, we gotta we wait, we gotta go like for real. We can talk about this another time. I'm, it's a great episode. I'm done. Uh, 
who we got next week? Do you know? I'm done. Are we are we are we going uh, that far? Uh, we got we got. Well, I can't tell you who we got next week. They got to find out. Okay, yeah, chill. Okay, all right. All right. I'm gonna chill out. All right, man. Uh, Every- we'll see if we'll see if there's another. Episode. We'll see. <laughs> well, everybody, see you next week. <laughs> hey, see you next week.